So I'm here with Matthew. Matthew, thanks for uh, for being with me today. Yeah, my pleasure. So I want to talk about a few things. Um, something that I really admire about you is sort of your free-spirited ways. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about... We met, I want to say like five or six years ago. Yeah, I think so. And it was through a mutual friends. Right. And I recall you came like nine or ten years ago. You came for an interview yeah. at a place that I was working. And I remember saying to my partner at the time, I was like, if we ever break up, I'm going to find this guy and I'm going to ask him to go out with me. Yeah. And five or six years later, we broke up. And I think it was through a mutual friend Yeah, that we met. Was that correct? I think it was, I had a friend that yeah. was working with me at Legal Aid and I think you had a friend that was also a lawyer. Right. And like that was, we yeah, went out so, a few times. Yeah, so your friend said that... Uh, I think it was your friend said, <clears throat> excuse me, your friend told my friend Kara that there was some guy that was interested in me yeah. and would I want to go on a date and so I think we might have connected on Facebook. I think so, yeah. And then um, I think that's how we met. Yeah. So you're literally, you need to know, you're the only guy that I've ever connected with on Facebook. Everyone else has been through Hinge and Bumble. Oh, wow. Uh, so you were the one and only person <laughs> that I connected with through, through Facebook. But yeah, went out a few times. And one of the things that I really want to talk about on this podcast is just because you go out with somebody a few times and it doesn't result in, uh, you know, a white picket fence and two kids in a minivan and a house in the suburbs doesn't mean that those people aren't interesting. And I find you to be somebody who's very interesting. So I want to talk a little bit about, so we went out, we went out a few times. Yeah. Obviously you're in central New York. I'm in the New York city area, but I'm glad that you said yes to this. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I want to talk about is Sort of what you have done since then. You, when I knew you, you were working in Syracuse. Yep. You quit your job. Yep. And you traveled a lot. Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. So yeah, I. Let's see. When I met you, yeah, I was working at Saint Roy Arts. Um. And I was there for about five years. So. After five years, I just needed a change, and I decided to pack all my shit up, sold a lot of stuff, um, and traveled over to Southeast Asia, so Thailand. I think my first trips were mostly in Thailand, and then I've been back about, I want to say four or five times now, and then each time I've gone back, I've been to a different place, so I always made it that way. So I would stay in like Thailand for like a minimum six months and then I would bounce to another country and stay there for about a month yeah. uh, or a month and a half really depends if I if I fell in love with the place uh, like I was in Cambodia liked it it was really hot so I didn't want to I was ready to move on um, so I ended up going to the Philippines and that was like nice because it's on the islands and um, it was just beautiful um, like my last trip, I was in Vietnam, um, and that trip, although like it started out really bad, I actually fell in love with Vietnam. Why? Um, it's just a really beautiful country, and uh, I think because of our history with it, um, there's like this, I guess, false memory that's been implanted in us about Vietnam. Um, so when I went there, it, you know, the people were very open, um, like very beautiful people. Um, I mean, 
my very first moment within like 20 minutes of stepping off the plane um i got robbed so well, that's it, a that's that, so, so beautiful yeah, moment so that that you know that really um really kind of messed things up for me yeah and i was really I was like you know what? i hate vietnam but i was like no 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 i'm not gonna i'm not like this is this is my fault yeah. i i knew like i've traveled many times i knew um that the situation I was getting involved in was like the wrong thing, but I, I was tired. I'm not a, surprisingly as much as I've traveled, I'm not a good traveler. What do you mean of, by that? Like, uh, I'm always I'm always running late to uh, my my plane. I'm the one that's running down, you know, uh, the, the airport, like trying to catch because yeah. I passed out and they changed the gate number. And yeah, I'm just like, and and it comes to me slow, like almost like like slow motion where I'm like looking at the board I'm like wait a minute this doesn't make sense and it takes like 10 minutes of me to realize like oh wait it's because they changed changed it and then I'm lugging my stuff and running um, so yeah this time like I I called an Uber but the Uber was gonna be like 45 minutes because Ho Chi Minh City is like a crazy city um, and this guy's like I'm an Uber driver and I was like if you're an Uber driver then he's like here he's, he showed me this one like look I'm an Uber driver I will, then I go get on Uber then and then you'll get a driver. He's like, no, 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 I'll just take you. So I, uh, I started walking away from him and then he kept on coming up to me. He's like, let me take you, I'll take you. So he did this thing where a car pulled up and this old woman was like gonna get in the car and he helped her in. But he only did that to make me feel like, oh yeah, okay, he's trustworthy. Like it, he, this woman didn't know who he was. Like he had nothing to do. He just helped her. So I was like, all right, fine. Um, so when I was in the car, uh, I had just taken like I think it was like five million Vietnam I think they're called dongs um, they uh, are yeah they Vietnam are dongs. yes um, so you had a lot of dongs with you right a lot of dongs I think yeah. it was like like 200 bucks mm-hmm. um, and I had it in an envelope and I I was told that like in Vietnam you have to keep your money very crisp and clean so I had it like in a notebook in an envelope okay so I, for some reason, I had to pay to get out of the uh, car park. And as I went to take my money out, the guy grabbed. He's like, here, like here, here, let me take it. I hadn't know. I didn't know that he took all my money. Like, I that's how he took bad. all of your dongs. Yeah, all Shit. all of it. I because when I got to my hotel, I was like, Where the hell's my money? Like, yeah. I looked everywhere for it, and then I. I was like, did I just get robbed? So I did a, I did a search on Google, um, scams at the airport, and bam. It, there was. It, the exact thing that happened to me happens all the time. So so that was like my first time there, or my, my, my first experience with Vietnam, and I was I was like, I, I, I want to go back to Thailand. I hate this place. Because um, we should mention, you're, you have a Thai to Thailand. Your mother is Thai. Yeah, yeah, my mother's Thai. And so Thai. you... So you that's go why there I go pretty there. regularly. Yeah, yeah, to go see because she lives there now full time. So I go there. I try to go at least once a year, or I've been going there once a year. Yeah. Um, when I was at CMYR, or when I was working, um, I would only go there for like two weeks. But uh, since I haven't been, like, I try to go and plan it so that I'm there for a much longer period of time. So how did you have this like sort of free spirited? Because you, you and I were chatting a bit before this, and you were like, <clears throat> you lived in Syracuse for a period, yep. or you, you, were, you were raised in Syracuse. Yep. yep. And <clears throat> you decided 
a few years ago, it sounds like, that you wanted to spend more time in Thailand. So you sort of sold a lot of the stuff that you had. You had a house here, you sold yeah. it. Were you nervous about doing that? Because I think a lot of people find a lot of comfort in having like, you know, you were working at a, at a job in Syracuse. And yeah, you, you quit job, that yeah. and you quit and you did your own thing. Were you scared? I don't think I was... I wouldn't say I was scared. I mean, there was some level of um, anxiety, but I don't think I was ever scared. Um, it's more I was just excited to be experiencing something new um, and just getting out of Syracuse and getting out of routine. I'm not like a, a very routine type of person. Um, I have, you know, like I work in like, like in the creative world. Yeah. So, for me, you know, when I'm if I have a job and it's like a desk job and I'm sitting at a computer for eight hours, like it, to me that's that's more frightening to me than spinning a globe around, putting my finger on it. It's like I'm gonna go to this place. That is more scary for you. Yeah, sitting at a desk job, nine to five, Monday through Friday, having that routine, getting up making my coffee so you don't like having a routine you like sort of the I like sort of semi kind of routine I, what does I, that mean I, that doesn't I have no <laughs> idea what the hell that means what does that mean like it's, uh, like a semblance, semblance of a routine so um, so get robbed in Vietnam yeah yeah exactly go get back to Thailand yeah. yeah like that <laughs> okay so my routine's like you know my routine's like I come home for few years get bored and need to leave like that okay i guess my sort of routine but the idea of just like getting up getting in my car driving to work going to work coming home doing the things that i funny i have a my i have a friend her mother during this period because i was traveling a lot yeah um, and i was coming home to visit them sure for a couple weeks or a month and the joke was like, so where are you going next? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm leaving to go back to Thailand in probably like a month. And she always would um, call me Peter Pan. So I don't know, maybe I have like some weird Peter Pan syndrome that I need to be out, like, out exploring and where do you, fun. And, where do you think you got that free spirit from? Because not a lot of people have that. And I think a lot of people, like I think of myself as a relatively free-spirited person, but I've not like sold my house, got on a plane and went, and you did. Yeah. So like, where do you think you got that from? Uh, probably, probably my mom. Okay. Strangely enough, I wouldn't have known that I got it from her yeah. until much later in my adult life when she went back to Thailand, and um, I kind of interviewed her. Yeah. Because uh, I was actually also travel writing as well. Okay. Um, okay. And it's always been in the back of my mind to do like a travel memoir type story uh, about my life um, um, especially like learning about my new family yeah um, so I interviewed her and then she was talking about her childhood and what she did and um, she herself uh, left home at a young age and went to the Philippines um, and she left her family so somehow I think that without really knowing it um, passed on to you yeah so I want to talk a little bit, I want to get back to this, but one of the things 
things that I want to talk about is like part of this is I'm talking to a number of people that I have somewhere along the way like went out on one or two dates with and you are one of those people that I've yeah. done that with and you yeah, said our first date you, you do or don't yeah we do I do it was a like? cafe 407 you uh, said that it was an ice cream so clearly you don't know which is totally okay it was a cafe 407 I thought it was at um, Sohota that Indian place and no we went to um, rock climbing yeah. And then we went to Sohota Palace. We went to Cafe 407. Oh, that was the first one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Clearly more memorable for me yeah. than for you. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I want to talk about though is you, when I was asking you about this, firstly, I'm really grateful that you're willing to do this. Yeah. And when you messaged me back and you said, yeah, like I'm, I'm keen to do this. Um, you said, I want to talk a little bit about like where I was when we first met. So where were you when we first met? Yeah, well, it wasn't so much that I, I was like, oh, I felt, I felt that I needed to tell you because yeah. I don't really remember. I, I felt like I kind of just disappeared. Yeah, you clearly don't remember most of it because we went uh, to. Canada I know, I remember. Side. I just don't. Okay, okay. I don't remember the order. Fair much. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I kind of feel like I just disappeared, and I remember. a different boy Matthew. No, no, no. You I did like, not make dinner. I yeah. never made dinner. No. We went to... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really going off the rails. Yeah. It must have been a different boy from no, somewhere else. Not. We went to Cafe 407. Yeah. We went rock climbing at this place. I went to your house. You came over after ice cream for like 10 minutes. I never made you dinner. Oh, you're right. But, no, that's, okay. but that's yeah. right. No, it's, a different, it's okay. It's a different boy, so maybe a different podcast. No, no. So... <laughs> no, it's actually what, so tell me. So tell uh, me where you were at. Yeah, so at the time, um, I was kind of, well, in my mind, I was dating somebody yeah. who I thought it was getting serious. Yeah. I met you at some point where I realized it wasn't going anywhere, it wasn't yeah. serious. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Here's an opportunity to meet someone new, maybe like, it, it just get away from this person I was so kind of wrapped up around. Um, and so that's why. I so I was a rebound. First. No, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call you a rebound. I would say like, um, I was just like, no, this I should like I typically would say no to something like that. I was like, no. Why I'm did you say yes? For that matter, that because I yeah. typically okay. don't say yes. So I was Fair like, enough. you know what? I'm gonna say yes because I typically would say no. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, but I was just wrapped around, wrapped up in this person I was seeing who um, really was a toxic person. Yeah. Um, because that he was also kind of seeing somebody else and going back and forth, and what like without me knowing like whether he's gonna be with me or he's gonna be with him, and then eventually it kind of came out that he when this other guy, um, almost I would say gave him an ultimatum that was like, like it's either me or it's Matt, he picks the other guy, yeah. So this was like, could at you see that, that coming? Time, could you see that coming or no? Um, I could, yes, I know. Okay. Because I, just the way we were, I mean, we did, I mean, everything that I would expect the, of, of a relationship we were doing. So, you know, my mom met his family, my mom, everybody does over, my mom cooked Thai food for them. Um, you know, I was going on family vacations with them, right. um, with him and his family. And then it was at 
occasions we went on, he was posting pictures of us um, hiking, and this uh, other guy had texted him. I don't even remember how I... I don't know if he told me. Because uh, the guy I was seeing, his like demeanor changed. Because um, we were playing like Cards Against Humanity, yeah. and we were having a lot of fun, and all of a sudden, I was watching. Uh, um, call him Chris, I guess. Yeah, that's fine, Chris. <laughs> and uh, he got very... Um, he retreated, kind of, like, yeah. you know, and he wasn't... And I could see that he was kept on checking his phone. So at that moment, I was like, yeah, it's this Jerry guy. Yeah. This, you know, um, so... It, it's interesting, so you noticed that he was checking his phone a lot. Yeah. Because I noticed that a few times when you and I went out. You checked yeah. your, you checked was, your, you checked your phone a lot. That, this is the you guy, yeah, this is the guy that... It was Chris. I was, yeah, I was wrapped up yeah. around. So, what made you eventually... Well, you said that he eventually went with somebody else, but... Did you find that, like, you were angry? Because I find, in my experience, like, if I'm going out with somebody and I feel like they're either not either super into me or they're, like, on their phone more than they need to be, I, like, cut and run very quickly. Yeah. Do you do that or do you do you feel like you stick around longer? Um, I think, typically, I stick around hoping and doing things so that so that the outcome works in my favor I guess where I like I'm like, like I almost kind of give up a little bit about a little bit of myself do you I've regret realized, doing that or no oh yeah 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 and that's like something I've been trying to uh, uh, learn from yeah even like when I fair you know because uh, I and, and, and not that uh, no you know being a July baby you know, cancer like I'm very emotional sensitive I are you big into astrology you know I, I wouldn't say I'm big into it um, but I do like you know follow stuff okay um, based off of my own fair um, my sign okay um, so I become very attached and really loyal if I but also that um, works against me because I don't see the things that I need to see that I know that are obviously bad or toxic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So I met you right probably when this was pretty much like 85% done. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I was like, no, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to... I get maybe a slight little bit of a rebound. Just like, yeah. hey, there's another person You're saying a slight. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sensing like a total rebound. But that's okay. Like, it's yeah. been five years. I'm glad yeah. that you were able to move on from that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, we talked about Thailand. We talked a little bit about... You were born and raised in Syracuse. Well, I was uh, raised in Syracuse. Where were you born? Uh, I was actually born in the Philippines. Oh, you were born in the Philippines? So maybe that's where I even get it. The fact that... Um, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... But my mom left Thailand whenever she left. She moved to the Philippines. She met my dad because my dad was in the Air Force. Yes, I remember you telling um, me that. Yeah, and then, and then I came along at some point. Okay. So, Philippines to Syracuse, raised in Syracuse. Pretty much, And, yeah. like, uh, gay and, like, not hidden about the fact that you're gay. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. So, how has it been? Not, not anymore. Okay, so I want to go back then. Okay. Not anymore. 
when did you sort of come out come out from wherever you were? How old were you? How did it happen? Because I, I say this often on the podcast. My father called me one day and was just like, we're pretty sure that you're gay. <laughs> and it was like the easiest coming out story ever. It was super, super easy. How did it go for you? Uh, I, I, I think I was 19 okay. when I came out. I came out... No, maybe I was a little older. Maybe I was 20 or 20. No, I was like 19 or 20. Um, well, I came out to... Uh, first like some of my close college friends at the time yeah and you know i did that whole write this letter thing to like you wrote a letter friend, to my best friend and of course in my you know in my head it's like, like was this the same best friend that you talked to no, before okay no, someone no, else this is like okay. back when i was like 19 okay okay, okay. sophomore college okay. um you know and i and i wrote my uh my roommate who was my close friend andy wrote him a letter uh you know coming out and saying like you know i understand if you know you can can't be friends with me because of this, but I just needed to feel like I have to tell you. And of course, you know, all those fears that you think are going to come don't. And they actually both got the letter at the same time and came and visited me here in Syracuse. And like, we kind of already had an idea. They knew, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, they knew. like everybody is, right? Yeah. But uh, funny thing, my mom, yeah, my coming out story with my mom wasn't, my parents, wasn't until a few years later. And it was my mom who just flat out asked me. Like, she I said, remember, are you gay, Matthew? Yeah, well, she, uh, I was, I remember I was working on a, like a paper and my dad had left and she came in. She's like, can I ask you something? I was like, yeah, mom, what do you want? She's like, no, 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 I need to ask you something. And I was like, what, mom? I'm trying to write this paper. She's like, well, you got to tell me the truth. And then I was like, oh, okay. So okay. she didn't flat out ask you if you were gay. No, not yet. She, I was like, what, mom? She's like, are you gay? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I kind of figured that you were She's like, I've, I've known that for a very long time. Here's the kicker. So in Thailand, Thais are very open um, about sexuality in the sense yeah. that... Yeah, like... I sensed like, that when I was there, too. Like, they talk about ladyboys in a way that we would yeah, not talk about. Right, that, right. And like, use that terminology yeah. here. And even so, like, even, like, straight men, like... It's a very... I remember being very confused where I thought everybody in Thailand, every male was gay because every guys who were like straight were like holding hands like very affectionate with each other yeah so i just i was like my god it's like all of thailand gay like this is great i love it <laughs> um, paradise yeah 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 Yeah. so when i found that out i was like this, years later i was like you know like it's crazy like one my mom knew, said she knew about this all along and she comes from a a, a a society and a culture that's very accepting of it yeah so it made me wonder and think like oh my god how easier things could have been had I known that or had we just talked about it when I was younger when I was going when, you know when you're young going through all that crazy in your head but then I'm also I also think that I'm glad because I wouldn't probably be I mean who knows who I would have been if that would have because I don't know like I'm who I am probably maybe because of that why did you wait knowing. why did you wait so long to tell your mom like or like she asked you I guess so like yeah. why did you wait so long to for her to tell you or to for her to well, ask rather I mean I assumed I would eventually yeah. tell her I just didn't it, you know I didn't think while I was writing a paper for a class that it would be that moment so yeah, I had in my mind my own timeline what was your own timeline what would you have told her I think probably 
because at that time too, I wasn't very, I was still not very comfortable with um, being gay. Um, so I think I get that. Yeah. maybe a few years after like dating, if I was in a relationship or something like that, then you would have felt that. That's how that was sort of the timeline. I did. My father yeah. beat me to it. He yeah, just was my, like you're yeah. gay. Yeah. Um, I never actually uh, came out to my dad. He just, I mean, obviously, I mean, he knew. We got, like, we had a huge falling out uh, one summer. I remember you told me this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I didn't even talk to either of my parents for, like, a year. But then things, I mean, our relationship improved, and it had not, like, it was... We just got in a fight over something stupid, and that's the thing that he said to me. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, though, so I, so I, at this point, I'm like, by I'm 20, 21, I'm comfortable with being gay. Um, I'm starting to have like gay friends. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine. Then I decided to go in the army. So I right back. So that's like, what I want to talk yeah. about as well. Because yeah. like you went into the army yeah. when you were, you said in your 20s. Yeah, I was like early 24, 20s. 25. Okay, yeah. you're gay. You born in the Philippines, but raised in upstate New York. Yeah. And now you're in the army and you're gay. Yeah. So I talked to somebody, um, my housemate, who I went out with. I met him on Facebook dating. He's from the Philippines and has lived in this, this country for a few years now. And he talks about, like, he was out to his family and then he came to the U.S. And he lived with a really conservative family. So he sort of, like, went back in the closet. Yeah. And then, so w- when you were in the military, was that sort of your story as well? Did you have to sort of retreat and go back? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how the hell was that? So, funny, um, I remember basic training, I was scared. I was really, really scared. Oh, basic training or being gay in basic training? Being gay in basic training. Because okay. I, not only did I join the army, I decided to join like, an all-man unit in a combat unit. Um, I actually wanted to go in as a, uh, a military journalist. Um, but, you know, the army threw like $50,000 at me. And I was like, well, how much do I get to become a journalist? They're like, nothing. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll talk to you in field artillery. Um, so I'm in field artillery, basic training. And, you know, these are like pretty macho guys. Like, you know, they're probably like quarterback captains. So they're football teams and all that stuff from the Midwest and the South. And I'm like from New York. Uh, so that, just being from New York, around them probably was like because everybody thinks that New York State is New York City, New York City so yeah. um, so I had that um, but yeah I was just really frightened I remember the very first day they make you pretty much strip down into your underwear and you're line you're standing in line to go use the shower and they have and I don't understand like this is weird because it's the military at that time don't ask don't tell yeah but they put you in situations like, like and i guess if you're a straight male like it wouldn't yeah but like what straight male wants to be like you know yeah that close in the line when you're half naked and just yeah. you know I, I even when i did my test like they make you like crawl around in your underwear it's very strange to me um but yeah i was just really frightened that something would someone would find out and i would have that situation where like i somebody put like uh, a bar of soap in their sock and beat me in the middle of the night like that was a legit fear of mine how long were you in the military four years four years in that four years completely closeted yeah, yeah. okay yeah did not date anybody 
Uh, I'm not talking about like random here and there. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about like, did you date anybody? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. So, so you get out of the military after four years, yeah. and you come back. Were you, did you come back to Central New York? Where did I, you go? I did. Yep. Okay. So you come out. You were out before you went in the military. Then you went in, and it was don't ask, don't tell. So you couldn't. Yeah. You you didn't ask and didn't tell. Yeah. And then you get back. Did you start to like have this sort of like gay renaissance period when you're back because you had to sort of suppress it for those because you actually were stationed overseas if I remember correctly yeah. for a bit of time yeah so I was stationed in Germany and then I did like one tour in the Middle East yeah yeah so what happened when you got back well what did happen well during my time like I actually funny I actually did have a, a fake girlfriend Oh, we've all had one of yeah, those. Right. I had so, I had a girlfriend right, right. too. Yeah. Then I also had this. It was actually funny. My one of my buddies. Um, I had another friend, Brandy. And she would always call me, and my friend, uh, my friend John would always be like, "I think Brandy really likes you. You should like, you know, go for that. Like, you know." So this guy didn't know that you were gay. No, no. Okay. So and then the, she became friends with them like over like phone and stuff. Yeah. Um, so like me and Brandy would laugh about it. They're like, oh yeah, they all want me to marry you. And she's like, of course you should marry me. Um, but I, when I got out, I was very, um, I was very straight laced. I don't know. Like I was in, I didn't have some Renaissance. I didn't. I came back. I was very like um, reserved. Yeah. Um, plus, I had just gotten back from war, so I yeah. that really was. Understood. Uh, yeah, I didn't. So I went. I ended up going to school. Um, out of Suigo and um, maybe I did because one of the things one of the things I, I really picked up German fashion when I was there okay. so when I came back that's I, like not the straightest thing in the world to do to be don't you think like I didn't no, right. straight that's guys came back right. I was like yes right. okay. like I had this I remember I had this like a coat that had like this big fur I was yeah. out of Suigo right? and I had these like crazy big glasses and like uh, it's like yeah I looked like I just stepped out of some place in Europe yeah and so I, I think that probably would have been like the only kind of explore, like, you know, Renaissance I had. Okay. Um, but I do remember the classes I was in. Um, like my best friend, Kelly, yeah. was in my class. Um, and she makes, she laughs and she's like, yeah, I remember when you walked in, like, you remember that coat, those glasses that you had, like, you walked in, like, you're all out, whatever. As I and I kind of sat in the back. Aloof, but like with fake fur and <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah. Right, okay. right. It was like this, like coolness. So, like, so like a super low key, low key, but yeah, right. But like, like, but clearly present. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But yeah, like we know Matt's in the back. Yeah, he's not gonna say a word, but okay, there he is with his like, big smoke the glasses. So then, what changed in you that like you so you went to Oswego and you mentioned before um, you you got your your degree there. Obviously, I got to to know you when you came to. I used to be working at and you um, like at some point seemed to be like more comfortable with who you are and began I'm assuming to like date and be more comfortable with it is that right yeah yeah what, at what point did that happen and like can you think of when that happened was there a moment or was it just like a slow sort of process uh, so, I mean What's weird, I mean, so before I went in the military, like at the time, my close friend back then was gay. Okay. So for like, by the time, from the point 
when I came out, or when I accepted it for myself, to the point where I went to the army, I was really, like, kind of accepting of it then. Okay. Um, and I was fine, and I was, I, I, I was kind of, like, immersed in, like, kind of a gay community here yeah. in Central New York at the time. When I got back, um, yeah, I started, then I, I, I met somebody and dated him for like, uh, his name's Jordan, yeah. for like three years. Okay. Um, yeah, and it was great. Like, you know, I was really happy. I was, I was very open. Um, I think it was at that time too. And maybe because I was in the military, because I was so closeted at that point, um, you know, if people asked, like, oh, are you seeing anybody? You know, I would come out and say, no. Or like, oh, who's your girlfriend? I'm like, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Okay. So I think probably when I was... This like, was after the military. Yeah. So I, uh, I got out, like, when I was 28, or 28 so yeah. probably around 28. So have you found it, though, I've talked about a number, uh, to a number of people about this. So like I, I mentioned before, one of my housemates, uh, I live... Uh, near New York City now and one of my housemates that I met through Facebook dating which I wouldn't recommend he's the only person that I met through Facebook dating and it's like New York City I feel like is like sort of a buffet of gay men but most of that the food has been out too long most of the time and you might get sick if you so he was an exception he was a super nice guy didn't go anywhere but you know he's an awesome person and I was talking so I'm seeing this guy now who um, lives in Brooklyn he very very nice but we talked about he's he's been out for a long time and i've said at this point in my life i'm 35 now i could not date somebody who's closeted any longer because i just can't and i've met a number of people who are closeted could you i could not any longer no actually i i actually saw a couple guys actually right when i got out of the army i dated this Okay. So you helped him. It was a yeah. boy you met along the way and you helped him out. Yeah. yeah okay. um, and then that happened again with, pretty much with Jordan um, where he wasn't out. Like he came from a very, I want to say Catholic. Or, I was raised Catholic too. Raised yeah. Catholic, yeah. not practicing. A very religious um, yeah. background. I thought it was Catholic. But, um, very religious. Very religious family. Yeah. And, you know, we dated like, I want to say two or three years. And then he eventually finally too, came out to his friends. So those two experiences, yeah, I would say I probably would never um, date somebody who was in the closet or wasn't comfortable with being gay. What is it that you now, because you live in upstate New York. I lived in upstate New York for, I don't know, five or six years. I lived in, in Syracuse and a few years ago. What have you found? Because one of the things that I saw, I, I was with my partner for a total of 10 years. We broke up five or six years in, which is when I like found you yeah. and like went out with you a few times and then we, we broke up a year ago and something that i have found is i don't like most parts of new york city i think it's dirty i think it's expensive but there is a lot of selection yeah. i found in syracuse there was sort of very limited selection and a lot of people that were very closeted yeah and that for me was super hard yeah have you found this community to be i mean i think i want to be clear i think there's a lot of wonderful things about syracuse yeah right? but in terms of dating have you found it to be challenging to be a gay man in Syracuse, New York, or not? Yeah, I find it very challenging. 
for the reasons that I shared or other reasons? Uh, well, one, it's a small community. Um, it's also, but I've always perceived it, and I might be wrong, I don't know, a very clicky gay community. Like, But it's so small that, um, so like whenever I would go out, and, you know, I just find that, I just think the community is just so small, um, so there's not a lot of opportunity. So whether you're, I mean, there's what like one, no, there's like two gay bars, but there's like no one ever there, no one's ever there. Because I feel like you bring up something interesting though. I don't feel like people really meet in gay bars anymore. It's all done on apps. Yeah. So like. Right. Or people are on apps at the bar, which always didn't make sense to me. Really? Yeah. Why didn't it make sense to you? Because I feel like that's how all all people like I, well, with the exception I, of you, I've always met people on apps. Always. No, no, no. I mean, like, being out at the bar, on an app. On an app. It's like, just go talk to people. You're what? At, you, that's the, why the bar's here. What do you find are the apps that are most used here in Syracuse? Uh, Grinder, probably Grinder and Scruff. I think are the two. Okay. So I have not been on either. Um, I have used. Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, OkCupid, and I have found that the reason that I didn't get on Grinder, and like I have many friends who are on Grinder and they use it very regularly, but I have found that Grinder is like super transactional. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Have, is it the same? And I will say this: I have another friend from India, and he said to me, I went out with him once, and I was like this person is like a fabulous unicorn but like not somebody that I could date so we've, we've, we're friends yeah. but he's told me in India Grindr is actually used to like date and I said well you need to understand I'm not going to use his real name we'll, we'll call him Josh okay. um, you need to understand that that is in my experience not often what it's used for yeah. here yeah. is it the same that you find in Syracuse is it's usually very transactional or is it like long? I've never met anyone that like got married. Like, oh yeah, we met on Grinder. Yeah, God. have you? No, no. Um, and if that's the case, I don't think I'd ever tell anybody. Mm. Um, no, I no, I, I think that mostly. Um, I mean, I've used it a few times. Yeah. Um, usually, yeah, ten times. The first question is, are you looking? I mean, if you're on Grinder, isn't that sort of like the point that you would be looking? Like, look, looking, I'm assuming for sex. That's, yeah, what, that's yeah. what it's looking for. Yeah, yeah, t- I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, from, I, if I was on there, it's because I was killing time. Okay. I was bored or yeah. um, I was on commercial TV or something. Um, or for whatever. Um, I, I mean, I've met actually a few people from Grindr that it didn't really go anywhere. Um, you know, we met and then we, we just remained friends. Actually, my one of my really close friends, he just moved. Um, I met him on Grinder because he worked in the building across the street from me, and we would always be on at the same time, like in the, like more on lunch. He's like, "Hey, you want to grab a coffee?" And then we became like really close friends. Wait, wait, wait. So this guy, so you were working in downtown Syracuse, yeah. and he would be on Grinder at the same time, and you met for coffee. Yeah. And you became friends. Yeah. Wow, that's like a unique story. Yeah. I genuinely think that's yeah. a unique story because I feel like most people don't meet for coffee. They meet for dessert and like yeah, they yeah. never they never yeah. speak to each other again. But right. you became friends. Yeah. yeah. And it was a grinder connection. Yeah. So I've had a few people I've met on there that I've actually become um, friends with. 
That's really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't really know anybody that. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I feel like the other thing that I find very interesting is like I am somebody who um, I have a number of friends that use Grinder very very regularly. Yeah. I find that oftentimes when people use it, they are left more empty at the end than they are like when they got on there. Because I think most people crave like human connection, and I yeah. think I think Grinder provides that for like. 15 to 20 minutes and then like yeah, it's done it's done right do you find that it's more damaging than helpful or do you find that it's been a useful tool for a lot of people I don't know I don't sure. I mean uh, I mean maybe for some people who have a social awkwardness to them that you know are not good at uh, see I have the opposite like I'm a very Yeah. So it doesn't. Like I don't have that. Like for me, beyond grinders, I find it very awkward uh, to have a conversation. Like, or yeah. for like an activity I'm doing or like you know but I have I mean I mean like I have lately I've used it probably a couple times especially during COVID because yeah you know, with all this isolation like I just it's like I haven't talked to anybody people so crave human interaction so yeah. I've been on there you know majority of the time it's people looking for a particular thing and I usually <laughs> that particular point. thing is sex yeah yeah. Assuming, yeah yeah I wasn't sure if I could say sex yeah you could say sex well I feel like I feel like the thing that I and I said I have a few friends that use it very regularly and I feel like they're like oh we want a relationship we want a relationship we want a relationship, want a relationship. and I'm like I often feel like if you want a relationship you probably want to be the closest thing before you see a picture of the dick like okay, I feel yeah. like but I feel like Grindr does skips that step right it just goes straight to the yeah. sex yeah okay so I mean that's how people that's 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 like the typical that's the handshake on Grindr is Shake is yeah, just a it's like, picture of your deck. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's back off of that for a second. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to, the, as we sort of look to wrap this up, what are you? I know we're in like Corona times, but you really do seem to have like a very free spirit. You, as I said, sold your stuff. You went to Thailand. What is one thing that you really hope for for this year? For you? For me? Yeah. Uh, well, one I really. So I want to say that I, the last time I was in Thailand to see my mom was in 2019. So last year? Was it last year? You know, I, honestly, I can't remember. Okay. I think it was like 2018. It was either 2018 or... No, it was 2018. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen my mom. I was going to go last year, but I ended up going... Um, I ended up going to... start healing so that I can go see my yeah, mom yeah. um, because after, if, 
if I can't travel this year, it'll now by the time I go next year, probably in March, it'll be like three years since I see yeah. um, And that's just really, I don't, it's just too far, too long. And then she knows she's getting older too, so I'm like, I want to be able to like be yeah. there and spend time with my family. Um, but I, my hope for it really is just like, so I can, I just wanted like, get back out in the world again um yeah. i had plans this year i was actually had planned a south american central american south american trip yeah. a backpacking trip that i was gonna actually do um my plan was to do it in the fall yeah and then hop over <laughs> hop over to thailand to go see my mom okay and oh, corona, actually, corona yes, I was gonna, yeah up. actually i'll take it back i was gonna go see my mom for however much long and then I was going to fly back and do it okay. the South American trip so that was that would have I would have been stayed in Thailand from like February to the fall and then the fall I would have been down in South America okay and then my plan was for 2021 I was going to go so I met so many people from around the world yeah so I actually wanted to do this thing because you know I was also travel writing where and I wanted to kind of do this series of visiting friends that I've made yeah their own hometowns yeah and experiencing where they are. Um, so you're gonna do that? That actually sounds awesome. Yeah, I want to do that. Okay. So that was my plan for 2021, but now that's gonna have to wait until 2022, yeah. right? So because I'm gonna have to see my Let me ask you this though. What would my very last question? What would you tell? So you said that, that roughly 19 is when you sort of began coming out, and then is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And then you went into the military and you're sort of closeted and then you came out again. What would you tell to like 18 year old Matthew now, knowing what you know now, what would you say to him? Uh, I would probably say not to, not to worry. Um, Did he worry a lot? have all these amazing experiences in your life to look forward to so whatever was going on in my head or fear and anxiety um, wasn't something that was going to last you know even if it took 10 years to get to where I'm at today it'll be all worth it so that's what you would tell Matthew yeah right and on that note, I want to thank you very much for uh, for joining me. It's been really great to catch up with yeah. you, and thanks for thanks for coming on. Thank you.